Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Thursday, September 28th, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Now, if this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome to the show. My Daily Trivia, this show, this trivia show, is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, no specific topics, and no specific categories. But we do have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, of course, today is Thursday, which not only means that it's almost the weekend, but it also means that today will be relatively challenging, at least compared to the rest of the week. Now, of course, if you find this episode to be a bit too much of a challenge, not to fear, I think you should listen to it anyway. As a matter of fact, I think you should listen to every day of the week, including Friday, the hardest day of the week, just because you never know. You might surprise yourself. You might know the answer to a pretty challenging question. That again, on the other hand, of course, if you find this episode to be a bit too simple, well, tune in tomorrow on Friday, where we make it the hardest day of the week. Now, without any further delay, without me talking any further, let's get into today's round of Thursday questions with question number one. What was the famous speech delivered by President Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War known for its dedication to the principles of equality and freedom. And that speech was called the Gettysburg Address. The Gettysburg Address is a speech that U.S. President Abraham Lincoln delivered during the American Civil War at the dedication of the Soldiers National Cemetery, now known as Gettysburg National Cemetery. It's located in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and it took place on the afternoon of November 19, 1863. It was four and a half months after the Union armies defeated Confederate forces in the Battle of Gettysburg. That was the Civil War's deadliest battle. Now, a fun fact about the Gettysburg Address, if you can if you can make fun facts out of the out of the situation, most people consider it to be um, maybe one of the most important speeches in U.S. history, but it was actually only two minutes long. And back then, that was quite unusual. Back then, speeches often would last for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. You know, they didn't have a lot else going on. They didn't have TV. They didn't have movies to go watch. So speeches were kind of a big deal. So for President Abraham Lincoln to stand up and give a two-minute speech that was so impactful that we still we still know about it today, it's quite impressive. So once again, that speech, that is the Gettysburg Address. Question number two. What was the primary weapon wielded by samurai known for its curved blade and distinctive appearance? And that weapon is a katana. A katana is a Japanese sword characterized by a curved, single-edged blade with a circular or squared guard and a long grip to accommodate two hands. The word katana first appears in Japanese in the Nihon Shoki of 720, the year year of 720, I should say. The term is a compound of kata, which means one side, and na, which means blade. So it's kata, one side, 
and na, which means blade. Now this is in contrast to the double-sided, and I'm going to mispronounce this, but this is in contrast to the double-sided surugi, I believe is how you pronounce it. Western historians have said that the katana were among the finest cutting weapons in world military history. However, the main weapons on the battlefield, uh, especially in the Sengoku period in the 15th century, were actually the, the bow, the spear, and of course, the gun. The katana and the tachi were used only for close combat. So once again, that, uh, that weapon, that sword wielded by the samurai, that's called a katana. Moving on to question number three. In the classic board game Monopoly, what colors are the properties on the third side of the game board when counting clockwise from Go? Now there are two colors that we're looking for there. That's red and yellow. Monopoly is a multiplayer economics-themed board game. In the game, players move around the game board, buying and trading properties and developing them with houses and hotels. Players collect rent from their opponents and aim to drive them into bankruptcy. Players receive a salary every time they pass go and can end up in jail from which they cannot move until they have met one of three conditions. Monopoly has been part of international popular culture, having been licensed locally in more than 103 countries and printed in more than 37 languages. As of 2015, it was estimated that the game had sold 275 million copies worldwide. So once again, that is the board game of Monopoly, the colors on the other side, the third side, are red and yellow. Question number four. Who is the Nobel Prize winning Pakistani activist known for her advocacy of girls' education and women's rights, especially in her native Swat Valley? And the answer there is Malala Yousafzai. Malala Yousafzai is a Pakistani female education activist and the 2014 Nobel Peace Prize laureate at the age of 17. She is the world's youngest Nobel Prize laureate, the second Pakistani, and the first Pashtun to receive a Nobel Prize. Yousafzai is a human rights advocate for the education of women and children in her native homeland, Swat, where the Pakistani Taliban had at times banned girls from attending school. Her advocacy has grown into an international movement, and she has become one of Pakistan's most prominent citizens. So once again, that Nobel Prize winning Pakistani, that is Malala Yousafzai, the youngest Nobel Prize laureate. Moving on to question number five. What English physicist and chemist is credited with the discovery of electromagnetic induction, which laid the foundation for the development of electrical generators and transformers? 
and that famous scientist was Michael Faraday. Michael Faraday was an English scientist who contributed to the study of electromagnetism and electrochemistry. His main discoveries include the principles underlying electromagnetic induction, diamagnetism, and electrosis. Although Faraday received little formal education, he was one of the most influential scientists in history. As a matter of fact, he was so influential that Albert Einstein kept a photograph of him in his study as inspiration. So, that was Michael Faraday, a pretty impressive person if Albert Einstein himself carried a photograph of you. Moving on to question number six. In what country was the rickshaw invented? And the rickshaw was invented in Japan. The rickshaw originally denoted a two- or three-wheeled passenger cart, which is generally pulled by one person carrying one passenger. Rickshaws were independently invented in Japan around 1869 after the lifting of a ban on wheeled vehicles from the Tokugawa period, which lasted from 1603 to 1868, and at the beginning of a period of rapid technical advancement in Japan. There are many theories about the inventor, with the most likely and widely accepted theory describing the rickshaw as having been invented in Japan in 1869 by a gentleman named Izumi Yosuke. Now, what shocked me the most about all this and that I did not know is that there was a ban in Japan. Okay, so Japan had a ban on wheeled vehicles for over 200 years. This is not something I looked into very much at all. I just uh, learned about it when I was reading about the rickshaw, but it kind of surprised me. It seemed like something that uh, maybe a country would want, but not to fear. They made up for it with the invention of the rickshaw. Moving on to question number seven. Ermine coats are made from the fur of what animal? And that animal is a weasel. The weasel, or stoat, is a mustelid native to Eurasia and the northern portions of North America. Because of its wide circumpolar distribution, it is listed as least concern on the IUCN red list. The name ermine is used for species in the genus Mustela, especially for the stoat or the weasel, in its pure white winter coat or the fur thereof. Ermine fur was used in the 15th century by Catholic monarchs, who sometimes used it as the, uh, the Mosetta cape, and it has long been used on the ceremonial robes of members of the United Kingdom House of Lords. Now, I once had the pleasure of seeing a weasel in full white before even there was any snow in Minnesota. I was out in the woods, and I had this thing come up to me. It was about November it came right up to my boot. It was trying to figure out what I was. It was exploring me. It was checking me out. Very cool, very fun to watch this weasel, this stoat, uh, this ermine playing around in his white fur. Really cool little animal. So once again, that is an ermine that is from the weasel or the stoat. Moving on to question number eight. 
What is the term used to describe the Jewish version of a crepe filled with cheese? And that Jewish crepe is called a blintz. A blintz is a rolled filled pancake of Ashkenazi Jewish origin, similar to a crepe or a Russian blini. Traditional blintzes are filled with sweetened cheese, sometimes with the addition of raisins. The word blintz in English comes from the Yiddish word, uh, which is also kind of blintz, which means pancake. Now, like knishes, Blintzes represent foods that are now considered typically Jewish and exemplify the changes in food that Jews adopted from their Christian neighbors. So, if you're looking to have a Jewish version of a crepe filled with a sweetened cheese, you can go out and you can get yourself a blintz. Question number nine. What is the longest river in the United States? Did you guess Mississippi? Because if you did, you'd be incorrect. In fact, that might be the obvious answer. And this is, in fact, the uh, the Thursday afternoon round. So this should be a bit of a challenge if you got this one wrong. No, the longest river is not the Mississippi. It is, in fact, the Missouri River. The Missouri River is the longest river in the United States, rising in the eastern Centennial Mountains of the Bitterroot Range of the Rocky Mountains of southwestern Montana, the Missouri flows east and south for 2,341 miles, which is equivalent to 3,767 kilometers, before entering the Mississippi River north of St. Louis, Missouri. The river drains a sparsely populated, semi-arid watershed of more than 500,000 square miles, which includes parts of 10 U.S. states and two Canadian provinces. When combined with the lower Mississippi, it forms the world's fourth longest river system. So, Mississippi River might be the most prominent river in the United States, but it's not the longest. No, that title belongs to the Missouri River. Moving on to our last question of the day, Question number 10. What is the animal whose name means river horse? And that animal is the hippopotamus. The hippopotamus, also shortened to just hippo, is a large semi-aquatic mammal native to sub-Saharan Africa. After elephants and rhinoceros, the hippopotamus is the next largest land mammal. Despite their physical resemblance to pigs and other terrestrial even-toed undulates, the closest living relative of the hippopotamus are, are actually whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Interestingly enough, uh, they diverged from these animals about 55 million years ago. The Latin word hippopotamus is derived from ancient Greek. The Greek word was hippopotamus, which, uh, which is short for hippos, which means horse, and potamus, which means river. 
So, of course, together, they mean horse of the river or river horse. So, that river horse, uh, kind of a funny name, but it's a funny-looking creature. So, I guess a funny-looking animal deserves a funny name. And that name is Hippopotamus. So, that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. As always, if you, uh, if you found this round to be a bit too simple, well, tune in tomorrow where we make it the uh, the hardest day of the week. And as always, if you found this round to be a bit too challenging, I think you should listen tomorrow to tomorrow's episode anyway. As always, we want to encourage you to tell your friends, tell your family about our show here at My Daily Trivia. I want to thank each of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you tomorrow. <laughs>